0: We're just going to talk for a few more minutes about this idea of stories. By the way, amazing love story in the house. Blake and Frankie right there. Still newlyweds. Look how cute they are. They're sharing a chair. Come on. We're going to call it a canopy love story. I know I know, you guys knew each other before, but somehow in our house, like the deal got sealed, right? Wasn't it sitting on our couch? Remember in the early days of Costa Mesa 2? And we, again, have so many stories we're living in and so many headlines and feels like these days, particularly more of it bad news than good. And it's hard to know which are the real stories to lay hold of. Uh, my daughter, Talia, Eve over there, you can call Tally Eve now. Talia was telling me a story last night in the car. And this is a big story. This is a big headline, bigger than the election, bigger than COVID. And here's the story. Apparently, there is a potential scandal around Chuck E. Cheese. Who who loves Chuck E. Cheese? Anyone? I, I love Chuck E. Cheese. Here's the scandal. Now, this could be fake news. This could be true. I don't know. But apparently, they possibly reuse leftovers of pizza. Have you heard this story? That they, they take the leftovers back and reassemble them into pizzas? Did anybody else hear that story? Because apparently, that story is going around. Talia is researching that right now. Don't, don't, don't let that keep you away from Chuck E. Cheese, but just really inspect the, the edges of the pizza. Make sure they're connected, okay? But this morning, we just remind ourselves that we have, in the midst of a lot of bad stories, some amazing true stories to lay hold of. As people of God. And, and throughout history, God has told his people, don't forget these stories hopefully all of you know we have these weekly readings i know a lot of us forget this but every week we have new testament old testament also a psalm to read and it just happened this morning i was reading psalm 78 that's this week's psalm it starts today and you know what it's about storytelling It, it begins by saying we will tell the next generation the praiseworthy deeds of the lord his power and the wonders he's done So the next generation would know them, even the children yet to be born, and they in turn would tell their children. Do you hear that? So we as the people of God have to keep telling the stories of God over and over again, but we can't tell what we haven't claimed for ourselves. And so today, we're just going to lay hold of the biggest story, the biggest headline in all of history. And this isn't a four-year, you know, headline or an eight-year headline or a 60-year, this is the biggest headline of eternity, and we're going to find it in Philippians. Now, we're in this Philippians series. We're going totally out of series today. Um, we, We knew this was going to be a different kind of gathering. By the way, well done for being here. I just want you guys to know, in the same way that my voice is amplified, we've said this before, our worship is amplified in the midst of challenge. Know that, that God right now is smiling. In fact, my friend Kristen, everybody wave at Kristen and Dave. They're sitting back there in that sweet white car. And Kristen is, uh, you know, we're praying Kristen through a battle with cancer right now. And she is here, her white blood I got it wrong it has to go up right the white blood count has to go up so she can't get out of her car this morning because she's kind of you know her health is fragile she has to do another round of chemo we're going to be praying for Kristen and Dave but I just told her they're showing up is like putting a microphone to their life of worship right that the fact that they are here today and I say the same thing for you there's a lot of people that chose not to be here know that God is so pleased by the worship of you just showing up but we can now give God what he wants to give us is a story to lay hold of that we need, and we find it in Philippians chapter 2, right in the middle of the, the book. And it's actually a story that is a song. Now, we know that Psalms are songs. As I read a bit of Psalm 78, that's not just like a scripture or a poem, it had music to it. This is also a story that was set to song in the early church. 2000 years ago, they would sing this song over and over and over again in the midst of all the stories of their day Because they kept saying this is a story that's the most important story for us to lay hold of and tell and pass on And we're going to read that story in a minute It's going to be really quick, but I want to give you a little context for their time Because we have these crazy times and, you know, elections and COVID and all this stuff But believe it or not, back then it was just as crazy And it was in this Greco-Roman culture in this city called Philippi, and there was all sorts of power grabs happening, all sorts of battles for control, kind of like what we're experiencing now. Was true two thousand years ago. In fact, there was a name for it. It was called cursus honorum. Everybody say cursus honorum. Now, what does that sound like to you? Exactly, doesn't it? It sounds just like a Harry Potter spell, but it's not. It's not cursus honorum. That's exactly what I thought, Kieran. We're tracking. Um, cursus honorum means way of honor or course of honor and it's kind of like I brought a ladder, it's kind of like a ladder so in, in, these, in these times in, in Philippi in this culture you were born somewhere on the ladder, now this ladder would need to be like a mile high to really give it its due some people were born down here, some people born here but the whole point of cursus honorum, the way of honor was to climb the ladder so wherever you start, work your way up. In fact, listen, here was the cursus honorum categories: slaves at the bottom. So slaves are down here. And then there were freed slaves. Then there were manual labors. Then there were merchants and soldiers and artisans. Then there were aristocrats and magistrates. Now listen to this. Christian Titoff, I told you this was coming. Guess what's above aristocrats? So like the wealthiest people... Equestrians. Do you know what equestrians are? The horse people. And that's Kristin Titoff right there. Equestrians are high up the ladder. And then above equestrians, there's senators and then the imperial family and then Caesar himself. Not just the president. This was the people, the, the man that people saw as a living God. But the point is, in this culture, your whole life, you're just fighting to get up that ladder. However you can. And it was usually backstabbing, bribing, fighting people off. And then once you're at the top, what do you do? You fight people off beneath you. You're trying to knock people off. They're trying to get up. And that was what people saw in leaders like Augustus Caesar or Alexander the Great or Nero. Some of you guys, some of you high schools have studied Nero who was one of the worst villainous leaders, but his whole leadership was defined by power and control and and inspiring fear. Into this culture, Onto this ladder, here comes Jesus. And where does he start? Do you guys know? Bottom of the ladder? No. He starts top of the ladder because he is God. And that's what Philippians tells us is instead of going this way and fighting to stay on top and then ultimately falling back down. I mean, this is happening to President Trump right now. He's probably on his way down. It'll happen to Joe Biden, it'll happen to every leader on the planet. They will have a little time at the top, and as hard as they hold on, they will go back down. But Jesus starts at the top, and here is the passage. This is the song, not just scripture, a song the early church would sing over and over again. And it talks about Jesus, it says, Who being in very nature God, did not con- consider equality with God. Here he at the top, he is God, something to hold on to, to grasp or used to his own advantage, rather he made himself nothing. Taking the nature of a servant, so he's coming down the ladder, not just a servant, he becomes obedient unto death, he humbles himself to die, but not just death. It says, even death on a cross, the worst, most painful, humiliating death he could die. Not just death, the furthest, worst, lowest place imaginable is death on a cross. But the story doesn't end there. Amen? And this is the rest of the story. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. Not just the names of that time, every knee will bow. And every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And the very simple point is this, that the way of Jesus is the exact opposite of the way of honor. And we live in a time where we see something very similar to this, don't we? I mean, we're talking about Philippi. This looks like Orange County. This looks like the U.S. We see what this kind of leadership looks like as far as I just got to get up higher, no matter what it costs, no matter what I need to achieve or who I need to backstab or how much money I need to attain. I need to get up the ladder and hold my place as long as possible but if we're going to carry the name Jesus, there's a different way, the Jesus model for us to take. And it's going further and further and further down. And, and when I was uh, just getting started doing stuff in front of people, I was a worship leader. I get to do that every once in a while now. I had a keyboard. At first, I was terrified because honestly, just attempting to sing, play, and lead people at the same time felt impossible. Like I just was nervous. And so I had a little verse taped to my keyboard and it said, uh, the Lord will be your confidence and keep your foot from being caught. That's in Proverbs. And I crossed out foot and wrote in fingers because <laughs> I just was like, I just need to be able to play these chords and sing these songs and engage people. But then as I got more confidence and I started feeling more comfortable and the crowds grew and there was a season where I was in front of a lot of people leading worship, I knew I needed another verse and it was first Peter five, six, it says, humble yourself and under the mighty hand of God, and he will exalt you at the right time. And I needed that verse because I was tempted to to want to be exalted at that time in front of a lot of people and in moments where people were looking to me and applauding me, and I needed that in view. And I want to ask you today, and this is just something for us to take home, where do you need that card taped in your life right now? In this time when all that's being modeled is Control and fighting for my way and my opinion and my party and my whatever, where is the place where you, and for me it was my keyboard, it was that on that stage, where is the place where you need to be reminded that's not the way of Jesus. The way of Jesus is releasing power, releasing preference. We'll talk about this when we come back to Philippians 2 later, that before this song, Paul is saying, guess what? Your preferences don't matter. It's the preferences of others. Let your gentleness be known to all. Release your opinions and preferences for the sake of others, and that's why he says, "Because Jesus showed us the way." And so I think that's an encouraging word for us today. But the biggest word is that it doesn't matter who's in the White House, we know who's on the throne, and his name is Jesus, and he's not going to be up for re-election. <laughs> it's like a, it's an eternal appointment. We we don't ever have to question that there is a story that's above all stories, and a king that's above all kings and a power that's higher than any power, and a name that's above all names. And Kiana's going to come up right now, and much like the early church, sung these truths. Again, these were words that were sung. There's something about singing words that help them soak into our hearts, into our realities. And so Kiana's going to come up and just lead us in some songs that remind us of this Jesus. Not only who he became, that he descended the ladder, but the story didn't end there, that he was raised up. And we want to be people that have the courage to go down the ladder because we have a king that ultimately says, I'm going to raise you up with me. If you humble yourself, I will lift you up. Not in the moments you most want to be lifted up, but in the most important times, I will lift you up. In fact, the very next verse, First Peter 5, 7 says, cast your cares upon him because he cares for you. And so there's a God, even this morning, that's ready to lift you up as we are ready to humble ourselves and say, Jesus, you are the one, you are the name, you are the king. You are the power. You are the story. So can we do this? We're going to stand. This is going to be kind of our, our closing moments. And the whole point of today is just to remind us there's a big story we're living in, a bigger one than the world's talking about. And we want to be people that are aligning our hearts, aligning our lives, aligning our church to that story. So Kiana's going to lead us. And let's just kind of hang in for these last minutes of worship together.